Hello and welcome back to New Paradigm Healing. This series focuses on ayahuasca-assisted therapy. Our intention is to educate, inform, and support the conscious and responsible use of ayahuasca in the Western context. If you want to know more about ayahuasca-assisted therapy and our upcoming trainings and workshops, sign up for our mailing list to be the first one to know about the latest news at avatarhealingarts.com. So hello and welcome back to Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy Podcast and I'm here again with my dear brother Fessel and uh, we're gonna do a part two to our previous conversation focusing on like inner child healing and healing the inner child especially in relation with Ayahuasca and just talk a little bit about why why is this topic is so big in I, I think any kind of healing you know not just with the medicine you know this inner child work and I know that you were very much into it as you shared a little bit of your story and you also wrote a book and created you know a technique called the Arbol method and uh, so I would like love to know a little bit more and and your experience with inner child healing and then coming up with this book and this framework and how you know how do you use it and what is your experience you know in your practice as a guide for others and of course like your own personal story so welcome back <laughs> hey thank you sister thank you Nina. it was fantastic last time I mean we went over time we had so much fun talking about it and that tells uh, tells everyone that how dear to us is this subject, like how we are into this and we talk from the heart. And, and nowadays it's really, really important the way society is and what we're going through. People are coming up with so many traumas and wounds. And, and as we know, most of it starts from the childhood. And, and I'm glad that people are turning towards these plant medicines, uh, which can actually in reality help them uh, to know, not only connect with the roots or the causes of their psychological problems and physical uh, diseases too, um, better than the pharmaceuticals we <laughs> have been used to or got used to for so many decades so this is this is the right time you know um a lot of us including myself and you we have turned towards the nature towards organic stuff towards the medicines given to us by universe by this earth you know we don't need to look too far so yes i am excited about this topic this is very close to my heart um yes let's dive into it so let's start with i think you know for people who are not in the healing field to understand you know why why this is so important and 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 why a lot of childhood trauma you know gets carried into adulthood and keep affecting our lives and just the idea, you know, obviously, like from a logical perspective, when you are a child, you don't necessarily have strength, resources, awareness, you know, to deal with stressful situation or abuse or something like that, because you are simply, you know, you are a child. So just coming, you know, from that perspective, it's easy to understand people why, you know, the same thing happening to a child that would happen to an adult, it, it, it creates a bigger impact in childhood because it's 
like so much more difficult to deal with that, whatever we are confronting. And also, you know, just the idea that, you know, our personality is developing, you know, until we are like seven years old and, and then our body develops. So we are under development, like psychologically, physically, emotionally, and, and any kind of major impact, you know, that happens during that time can, you know, just affect, you know, um, like hugely our whole life, you know, even in the future, which might not necessarily would be the case if, if it happens to an adult who has, you know, resources and understanding to deal with different situations. So, you know, that's why, like, I, I never met, like, anybody in my practice who didn't have to do inner child work, you know, like, I don't know if there is maybe some people who didn't have any trauma in childhood, I just, you know, I'm not meeting those people because I'm, I'm into this type of work, so I'm not saying that it's not possible, but definitely it is my experience that people who are drawn to healing and self-discovery, they will encounter this aspect you know, in, in, in their life. And, and as you mentioned, I think for me, the plant medicine, especially the ayahuasca, what, what, what helped me to, to access, you know, these memories, I think a lot of people don't even remember what happened to them. That was certainly partially the case with me. Like I did have memories that I didn't remember for a long, long time. They were so suppressed. It was this kind of traumatic amnesia thing going on so I think you know that that this might be the case with many people that they say wow I had had a good childhood I don't really you know it was okay it was normal and I don't recall you know anything major happening so that's not necessarily means that things did not happen you know because somebody doesn't remember and you know the plants can help us to access those memories and also as you said the the, the plants and, and the ayahuasca brings us to the root of the problem and and normally the root is is sometimes early you know in our lives and and that goes back to childhood or even you know to the birth experience and and we can just you know peel back more layers but definitely childhood that is like a defining principles. So I would love to know, you know, like a little bit your own experience. I think you talked in the last podcast about, you know, you, you know, having um, sexual abuse when you were a child and how that came up for you and the medicine helped you to access that and to integrate that aspect of yourself. So was that like a major catalyst for you to to come up with the herbal method like how did the herbal method you know was born and 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 um, yeah, what is it about you know tell tell me about that all right i get that question i asked asked that question a lot um so as you know herbal in spanish is tree okay so when I started working with plant medicine myself, and that was about 10 years ago, and the main focus or intent or intention at that time was to deal with my own, own trauma, which I was carrying for a long time. And prior to working with plant medicine, I was already working with my mentor on a psychological level. Like we were going really, really deep into relationships, why my behaviors, were like that or why I had temper tantrums or why I had some anger issues, things like that. 
So I was already diving really, really deep and connecting with my inner child and finding the roots. And as soon as I got into the plant medicine, the first um, ayahuasca ceremony, right away I was <laughs> I was in my childhood with that five-year-old vessel who got sexually abused. And that was my intention to really connect and heal because on a psychological level, when you are working with a mentor or a psychologist, it's different. It's more theory. It's more, you know, reading through the books and it's like more a systematic approach. But with plant medicine, you know, it's like you're doing experiment in the laboratory now. First, you were let's talk about chemistry so first you were talking about the formulas and the elements and everything through the books so you have all that you have the understanding and then once you do the plant medicine it's just like going into the chemistry lab and actually mixing the ingredients and seeing the smoke and the fire and everything coming up and new elements forming so this is exactly what happened in the in in my first ceremony like i was with that five-year-old you know in quantum physics uh, as we know, uh, we have uh, doppelgangers, many, many thousands of vessels are out there, many, many thousands of Ninas are out there. So, and every version of us, it never dies. It's always there. There's a vessel who's a doctor, there's a vessel who's a king, a beggar, uh, I don't know, a, a cook, chef, <laughs> a mechanic. So they're all there. And so was that five-year-old vessel. So he showed up and he actually took me there, the incident, when it happened, how it happened. And I watched it. It's, it was like watching 3D movie, but sitting right there happening right away. So that was life changing. Like I was able to actually see the root, the cause, why it was happening and how it shaped my life for the next few decades, how I became an introvert, how I got bullied in school because I was introvert and I was not confident and I wasn't sure and I was scared uh, of other boys. So that shaped my life and I was able to see, okay, this is what happened and this is what happened after that when I became a teenager, when I moved to States, when I became, you know, independent student without any family in States. So, so my reactions were still connected with that root cause. I was still afraid inside, even though I had freedom. And then it played into my relationship with my wife. Um, and then when we had our daughter, so it, everything was started from there, that incident, that major incident. There were many other things too, of course, but that was the biggest cause. That was the root. And once I saw that, that, okay, all this thing, all these things, for the last few decades are happening because of that cause or the root or that incident many, many years ago. Once I got to know that, then I knew in order to be happy and joyful and live um, a beautiful human life, there is nothing outside which will help me, which I was you know, um, looking for for many years, like cars, houses, 
you know, clothes and everything, you know, as we, most of us do. So I was running after all those things too, like money and whatnot. But once I saw that cause, I'm like, oh, this is not what's needed. What's needed is more love and compassion and understanding of that five-year-old vessel who is still there, who is still looking for protection, for love, for attention, you know, and toys too. So, <laughs> so that this is when everything changed and I started connecting with that inner child at a different level. Like, like I said, I had worked with my mentor on a psychological level of working with the inner child, but now this got real. This was like sitting with that five-year-old vessel in 3D and having a talk and crying and laughing and, and, and after that coming out of ceremonies, taking him to the park with my girls, you know, going on the slides, you know, I was like, close to 40 at that time. So I'm going up the slides with the girls coming down, having that five-year-old in my mind, imagining him. Some days I would go take him to, I will ask him, what do you need today? Or what do you want? And he'll say ice cream. So I'm like, all right, let's go have an ice cream. You know, things like that. And one time I bought <laughs> a, a big remote control truck because this is what that five-year-old festival wanted <laughs> at that time, but couldn't get it. So I'm like, all right, now we can do it. Like, look at me. I'm grown up. You're grown up. We have money. We are strong enough. We are confident. So let's buy that and enjoy it. So, and many, many other things. So once I saw that this process of working with the plant medicine has helped me, and I, it actually did, like, like really, really, it helped not only my own relationship, with myself but also with my wife and my daughters like it changed everything like the whole family dynamics changed just because i started working with the plant medicine and the inner child and i found the root cause so after working many many years you know uh, in, in different modalities and also different plant medicines i realized that okay now it had help me and it keeps on helping me but also it's time to give back you know there are many other vessels like me who are out there or, or many female vessels out there you know who have gone through this trauma or maybe they are still going through that trauma so why not give it back why not help them and always people ask me okay what what do you get out of it when you are facilitating of course one thing is it's a business you know <clears throat> but this other thing is which is most important is every time i'm able to get somebody on their path of healing connecting them with their own inner child you know that gives me gratification that gives me love and attention to that little five-year-old you know um Healing is a lifelong process, so it does not mean I have healed everything. No, I am still healing every day, every ceremony, even when I'm facilitating. So when I see in the Maloka where I'm sitting right now, uh, people connecting with their inner child, with their wounds and realizing, man, they have been running after the, the stuff which doesn't even matter you know, the attachments, the actual stuff is inside, the actual healing inside. 
once I see that and I see smile on their faces, crying, tears coming down, that gives me that satisfaction. Hey, Rasul, you did it. You know, you are worth enough. That five-year-old, listen, man, you are here. Every time I bring him in the ceremony too, actually. And I'm like, listen, we did it, buddy. You know, all these people, they're getting healed because you decided to help me out. You five-year-old <laughs> decided to come on board, you know, yeah. heal ourselves and then now give it back. So now, so I was, okay, there has to be a system. How can I make it simple? Because we can get into the psychology and all different philosophies and people who are new to this work, not everyone wants to, you know, listen to all the psychological talks and that jargon and whatnot. Everybody wants a simple, quick answer. How can we get, get the healing quickly? And not everyone is into spirituality. So I was like, okay, what? What needs to be done? So I went back into my own process. Like, how did I get help quickly? So what I found was, like, I was always into mechanics and physics and things like that, electronics, um, making projects, but also into esoteric stuff, Sufism and all the, you know, secret hidden things and knowledges and philosophies. <laughs> And what helped me was having belief in both. So I didn't go too deep into both sides, but I had enough knowledge from both sides where I, where my analytical mind could make sense from the physics and chemicals in the plant medicine. And, and, and yeah. it could understand why it works and how it works. And on the other hand, being involved in Sufism and esoteric and shamanism, I could also connect with the spirits and I could understand the spirit of the medicine and all the other spirits, the guardian angels, the power animals who are also here to help us. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is a cool, you know, mix. And pretty much everybody can understand that, you know, um, especially from people coming from the modern world. Uh, they want to see proof. They want to know the logic behind it. why is it happening? Not everybody believes in shamanism. So if you offer them plant medicine, they're like, oh, I don't know how it works, you know. So then I'm like, okay, there are these chemicals in ayahuasca, there are these chemicals in wachuma. This is how it works. This is what happens in your body, your serotonin and all these receptors and whatnot. So then they're like, okay, now I understand it. So that is when the herbal method was born. And the easiest way to explain is if we look at a tree, even if, if you think for a second, you walk around and you look at trees. Some trees are beautiful, big, healthy. Some are crooked. You know, some have their the weird holes on the trunk and branches are crooked. If you pay attention, you know, we never pay attention to where this tree is coming from. Tree actually is coming from the bottom. And everything depends, the health depends upon the roots, what kind of roots that tree got when it was born. And mm -hmm. it was born from a little seed, you know. And depending upon the circumstances around it, the soil, the water, the minerals, and who was taking care of it, that tree became what it, what it is now. 
after let's say 20 years, 50 years or 200 years, like crooked or straight or strong or weak, you know? So it all started with the seed and with the roots, how deep the roots are, how strong the roots are. So humans are same. We started from the little seed. <laughs> And when we started growing up, that little seed started growing, let's say, roots. And at that time, everything was dependent upon what was around that little baby, what kind of parents they had, what kind of, uh, what they're fighting, what they're loving, what they're giving that baby uh, good nutrition, good food, and good thoughts, spiritually too. Was there any trauma? Did somebody cut a root one day by accident or intentionally, right? And then eventually that baby grows up just like every other tree, but it will bear the characteristics of whatever happened during those first four, five, 10 years, right? And then we grow up just like a tree and the roots are hidden under the soil. Nobody looks at them. Same thing, that inner child, that little seed is still inside. Even in quantum physics, we say that like that child never died. It is still there. So same thing. We never look inside because the roots and that seed is inside. We cannot see. We just see the outside trunk, the whole body, mm -hmm. just like a tree. We never pay attention to what kind of roots that tree has or what kind of roots this young man or a woman has. Mm -hmm. So whenever something happens to, let's say, a tree, most of us who don't know this will start cutting the branches or will try to make it pretty from outside, wash it, spray it, or, or put some pesticides or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that is just from the outside. It doesn't work for that long. The real way is, you know, I was just watching actually our caretaker this morning, Synchronicity. Mm -hmm. I was watching him. There were some... Lime, lime trees we planted plants and he was and i was like hey listen man this is like two years and he's not giving any fruit what's going on so today i saw him he was digging a little hole in front of that tree because it is on the slope so this is the tree and he was digging a hole here i'm like what, what are you doing he's like i'm gonna put habono uh, the fertilizer in there and the water because it is on the slope so it will go in it will get to the roots I'm like man that's that's pretty cool and that is again the arbal method <laughs> in arbal method we go inside instead of putting a bandit outside or instead of just uh, you know going to a counselor uh and for an hour and just talking superficially and we all know that doesn't go for long it doesn't help that for that long with plant medicine in the arbal method we dig deep we go inside we find the roots what's going on how healthy roots are what do we need to give those roots what kind of nutrients what kind of thoughts what kind of does it need love does it need attention was it squeezed a lot or, or there's a you know there's a scab or there's a wound on any of the roots so we go in there, connect with that seed, connect with that inner child and find out what that inner child, that seed is looking for, you know? So we go in there, find out exactly what happened first. Uh, talking about roots, there's an exercise where we find out what are the main five roots 
uh, a lot of people call them values. So most of us, we don't know our roots. Like, what are we based upon? What is our life based upon? So in one meditation, we go in and we find out, okay, these are my main five roots. Maybe some people are very honest, but when they grew up, maybe because of their parents or society, they were taught to lie or cheat a bit. So there is a confusion going on in the mind because their innate characteristic, the one they were born with was being honest. But now over years, they created this conflict subconsciously or consciously. So they are not happy. They have that anger, you know? Um, someone maybe one of their um, roots is to have their own downtime with themselves. They always need that. Some people are like that, like myself. I need to have some downtime, especially after ceremonies, even away from my daughters and wife. I just need to sit, meditate, solitude pretty much every day. That's why I get up early. Mm -hmm. So that is my one of the roots. And if I don't get that, I can become cranky. You know, that affects my life. And a lot of people, we don't know these things. So we're just operating and we're trying to figure out what the heck is wrong with me. I'm not happy, da, 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 because we never looked at our roots. So that is just one, uh, one exercise we do. And along with that, now we're working with, especially in this, the Arbol Method, one week long retreat, we do three ceremonies to uh, what I call jungle ceremony, which is the mother ceremony working with ayahuasca. And one is uh, I call desert ceremony, which is the wachuma ceremony. So mother and father, both energies. Mm -hmm. And in between we do, um, we work with psychology and we have different exercises. I have different meditations. One talking about shamanism and um, working with the spirits, a lot of us, we don't know what kind of helpers we have from the other worlds. Mm. Uh, what kind of guardian angels we have, what kind of spirit animals we have. And each one of us, we have spirit animals, maybe one, two, three, or five, who knows? So in one meditation I created in that we go in a specific place and that is in the upper world. These um, spirit animals, they stay in the upper worlds. So we go in the upper world through a very deep meditation and we find that client's um, spirit animals. So it's like, you know, we all have those. It's like you are a very good mechanic and you have a tool belt and you got lots of tools. But there are some tools which you don't know how to use. So what's the point of having that tool belt when you cannot use all the tools and some tools you might really need in a specific situation. Mm. So the power animals, they're also our tools. We are given those, um, but a lot of us, we don't know them. So by knowing them, we can call upon their help. Certain times when we need, when we have anxiety or we don't know what's going on in our lives, we can call upon them for safety, for wisdom, you know, for guidance. So that is one thing. Another one is now talking about a lot of people talk about the dark side or the mm. black energy and things like that or, or entities. 
So in my belief, pretty much we all face with those things. Let's call them dark entities. So what are they? There are many explanations. For me, they are our own fears, which were born with us. Maybe we carried them from previous life or because of some trauma uh, happened in our childhood or somebody taught us, maybe mamas told us, hey, under the bed, there's a ghost. So if you, if you are <laughs> too naughty, the ghost will come out at nighttime and eat you or whatever, you know, or don't go outside in the dark. There are, I don't know, this five-headed monster just so the kids will stay home, right? Um, and so we create that in our psyche, even when we are 50 year old, that five-headed monster is still living there. You know, that ghost under the bed, it is still there. And then sometimes if somebody has sexual trauma or other abuse, they also become fears. And also that fear takes a specific shape, again, depending upon the person's psyche. So in the medicine, in the ceremonies, mostly all those things show up. And what are they? They are representing our fears. So in the Arbol Method, we have another exercise where I take people through meditation, deep meditation in the underworld. So that is where all those fears live. So there's a specific meditation. We go there and we face those fears, all those shapes and figures, whatever it is. So I take my clients, sit with them because as you may already know, the best way to, you know, get rid of a fear is face the fear. Most of us, we are running, we are hiding away from fear. I did that too for many years. But the best way is just sitting with it and, okay, what's up? Who are you? What are you trying to teach me? Because every fear is also trying to teach us a lesson. And once we get the lesson... And fear knows that, okay, now I delivered the lesson. I've been trying to deliver this lesson for 30 years. And this guy or girl has been running away. Finally, now he or she is in front of me. I, I delivered the message. Now I don't need to do anything. And once you know, as a human in sitting in front of that fear, that monster that, oh, actually, this monster was trying to teach me this lesson. Thank you very much. No more. It's gone. So that is another one. And of course, there are many things will show up during the ceremonies and there will be many questions. And usually it is most of the time related to the inner child. Then there's a lot of integration um, after the Arbol Method. And actually before the Arbol Method, I start working with people before even they come here um, for the retreat, getting them mentally prepared on a psychological level, connecting with their fears, with their uh, inner child, with their traumas and wounds. So that is the whole process in a nutshell, I hope <laughs> just do it. Yeah, totally. I, I am looking forward to, to read the book. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, I made some notes. Um, it's so good that we are talking about this. And I, I really have that intention and hope that people who listen, you know, and, and maybe never did anything like that, maybe this will be inspiration and support for them just, you know, taking the first step. Uh, because it's such an important thing. And I think, you know, if we are not healthy, like it, it doesn't matter wh what, 
do we have in our life, you know, materially speaking, you, you won't be able to enjoy it, you know, and I certainly know from many people who were blessed with a lot of abundance, but they were unable to, to really enjoy and receive that because of, you know, their internal turmoil and <laughs> traumas and, you know, so on and so forth. So just really emphasizing that, that we are not doing this because, oh, I don't have a better pastime, you know, like than to do inner child work. It's it's really I think it's a necessity if you wanna be well, you know, like on every level, if you wanna be happy, if you wanna be content, this is something that you you need to pass through to, to, to come to that place and and um, you know, it's it's a necessity, you know, in a way in order to, to be healthy and happy. And, you know, what, what you said at the beginning of connecting with the roots or connecting with the child or connecting with those fears or traumas, I, I just uh, wanted to express for people to understand that when a trauma happens, there is a fragmentation. So when we're talking about inner child, people who never did inner child work, like they have a child aspect that is separate from the adult aspect. So it's like a little bit schizophrenic, you know, <laughs> situation, but it's really what's happening. And you can see that very clearly when you observe people and you observe adult people or even older people behaving like a child, throwing a tantrum, being completely irrational, you know, like just like, and that's what's happening. So when we are triggered, you know, and something triggers that child self, then you regress back into that aspect, which is separate, and you, you start reacting from that and acting out, and you are a child, then you are that five-year-old, you, you are not an adult, the adult part of yourself, the mature part is not present the, in, the, in those moments. And then whatever, you know, is going on, when, when it's completed, you kind of come back to the adult and the mature. So there is this separation, there is this fragmentation, this split between the child aspect and the adult aspects, and you are like switching back and forth, and you are either trapped in the child and, and reacting from there, or you are in the, in the adult self. And what we are talking about here today, is in order to, to heal and to, to become whole, you know, what healing is, it, it, we need to integrate this aspect so, so we, we kind of, you know, dismantle that wall and that barrier that separated from the child aspect, you know, the adult aspect, and we start to merge that together, you know, we start to integrate, as you said, we start to invite that child, we start to listen to that child, we start to ask these good questions, you know, that, that you mentioned, wh what are you trying to teach me, you know, I have three questions that I, I love using, you know, in my practice, which is, what do you need from me, what do you want from me, and how would you feel if I would give that to you? So just, you know, starting to connect this, this these are good, I think, uh, tools for people just to start that connection because you are separated, you know, from, that's why a lot of people not aware of that child self because it's kind of separated. So just, just starting to connect and inviting that child 
into the present moment with the adult. So it's not that I'm either the child or the adult, but I am the adult and I'm inviting that child to be present here with me, with the adult self. And then from my adult self is kind of, I think it's like a type of reparenting that we really do in therapy, that, that you're giving that to that child, what, what was not given, or, or that comfort, or that support, or that guidance, or whatever was needed. Now we are providing that in the present moment. As you said, you know, in the quantum reality, it's like all happening all at once. So it doesn't matter, you know, really how much time it passed. and. And by doing this, you know, we start to integrate and merge that aspect. And, and the result of that will be when we are integrated that we won't have those triggers that we completely lose the adult self and, and, and become reactive, you know, from a childish place. We won't have that anymore because, uh, but we still will have, you know, obviously the qualities of the child integrated into the adult self, just as like curiosity or innocence or all of these things, you know, we, we keep that, but it will be part of the adult, the mature personality, so to say. And, um, you know, there is many ways, you know, how people can go about this and, and then some tools that you mentioned like meditation and guided visualizations, you know, to access these parts and to, to, to receive more information of the story and what's going on or using plants, you know. I'm a big fan of using a doll, you know. I do use a doll. I have a doll myself and, and I, I do use it with my clients, you know, to do like real somatic experiencing, you know, that for real to hold that doll and that child and to play with him or her or to be, make her part of your life, you know, and acknowledge and take care of her or him, you know, for a while. And yeah, it's like I work with adults and, and nobody ever said that this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's, it's very powerful. So if you're thinking, if you're thinking that that's ridiculous, you know, like just just give it a go because it, it, it some people think, yeah, what's the point of doing that? You know, like it's I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm an adult. I'm not doing those kind of things, but it is so powerful. As you said, it's completely different when you're reading a psychology book about the psychology of this, you know, or the psychology of trauma or whatever that that's not the same when you are holding physically, you know, a doll or something and and talking to it, you know, and, and asking. And, and, and um, so that's something that I, I really like to use. And obviously, as you mentioned, like somatic experiencing, you know, like expressing, not just talking about these things, but expressing. So if that child wants to play or have an ice cream or whatever, like really doing that, not <laughs> just talking about it and, 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 and doing this kind of reparenting, that's what uh, I think, you know, it means to, to start that integration of that child self. And, um, you know, I think that a lot of things that you mentioned, and I know that you wrote a book about it, and we are doing, you know, this podcast and several podcasts about this topic. But uh, I think, you know, that what people can do is really learn some tools like so what as, as i understand your work as well you're teaching people these tools you know these these um, approaches 
so they can continue this work because uh, as you said it's a, it's a lifelong journey so if somebody goes home from a retreat you know that doesn't mean that okay now you're integrated your child and it's done you're like it's never gonna come you know so I really love, you know, the idea that giving people a framework, giving people a toolbox, and then giving people experiences. So first, I think it's important that, that people have support at the beginning because when, when they go back to the child self, especially if there was severe trauma, that can be very frightening and very scary and it can bring up a lot of fear. So I think it's great to do it, you know, with a physical support of somebody or a group or a retreat or something to take those first steps. And then, you know, learning these tools and giving these tools to people so they can take that into their life and, and with that awareness, with that experience, with that knowledge, with those tools, they can continue, you know, doing this reparenting, this integrating, this uprooting and, and, and this like self-nourishing, you know, it's like really like nourishing that part of yourself who probably didn't receive love or care or support or whatever was needed that was not provided you know in that moment when the experience happened like providing that now to to ourselves you know like from ourselves and that's a very empowering experience so if people who listen now and think that oh okay I'm a grown-ass man and I'm never gonna <laughs> hold the doll and cry with it you know that's ridiculous you know I can tell you that this is a very empowering you know experience and and the, and the consequences and the results if you if you if you're doing this work it will be personal empowerment it will be, you know, standing in your center, it, it be feeling confident in all the situations that you felt insecure, maybe your whole life and you had to mask that, you know, in certain ways and just, you know, there, there, like there is a huge benefit of doing this work that we, we, we haven't mentioned so far so much, but yeah, like personal empowerment and, and health um, healthy relationships I think that's what I would point out also for me as you said how can you relate to a person in a healthy way if we are not relating to ourselves like in a healthy way you know if we are fragmented if we are separated if we push some aspects away or treat that child within ourselves unconsciously saying just go away I don't want to see you I don't want to hear you <laughs> you know I don't want to feel these things like so, so I, I really truly believe and, and find in my life experience that, you know, repairing this relationship with ourselves and, and maybe it's one in our chat, but, you know, I, I think we have many aspects <laughs> that needs to be integrated. So, but now we are talking about the child. It's, it's major because, you know, that child didn't grow up, that didn't mature. So how do we want to have an adult relationship with another adult in a healthy way if we have aspects that are five years old and that come into play, you know, and take over, you know, temporarily in certain situations. So I think that's, that's the, uh, apart from the personal empowerment and self-confidence, I would say creating healthy, loving relationships in your life 
romantic, not romantic business, like sisterhood, brotherhood, whatever way, you know, whatever kind of relationship. That was like major for me in order to to be able to relate in a more satisfying way to people and not just drama, 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 you know, that was like pretty much before, you know, like chaos, chaos. Um, so um, do, do you have, a, like, first of all, do you only work with the medicine with this method or some people say, hey, I really want to do the herbal method and everything, but I, I, I don't want to drink ayahuasca, I don't want to take any medicine, I'm totally freaked out. Can those people, you know, use the same framework, you know, without the medicine? Uh, great question. And yes, when I started the herbal method, I was actually first launched online and uh, thanks to the COVID actually last year when I was in <laughs> Canada, uh, stuck there for about 10 months, I believe. Uh, I'm like, okay, we gotta have it online. Like people need healing and these times it has to be away. So it is available online too, uh, through Zoom, just like calls like this or just the phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole process is available and that is about eight weeks process mm -hmm. people do not need to have the medicine and of course that's understandable not everybody wants to do it or they're not ready for it or there are many thousands thousands of different reasons so that does not mean people cannot benefit from the herbal method they can and i have worked with a lot of people uh, all over the world, actually, when I was in Canada, when I launched the programs uh, program in first group, I believe we had eight people from Switzerland, from Germany, from Canada, from the US, so everywhere. And that was a blessing actually to see how it can work and it, and it did work. So yes, it is available with medicine, without medicine, one-on-one uh, -on -one in physical state, or online. <laughs> awesome. That's what we need. <laughs> Making it available, you know, for everybody who who plans to to walk down this this journey. Um, what was like for you or what is it for you now that you look back on your journey that you would say, okay, thanks to this work that I did, you know, with the inner child, now I feel different this way or that way, or my relationships are different this way or that way, like just to give people, you know, a little bit of signpost of what mm -hmm. is possible and what they can expect, you know. Well, for me, the way I explain it, explain it to my clients is, first, it's about your healing, your own personal healing, because uh, that's what we want in the beginning. But then to continue that healing personally, you have to give back somehow and giving back and inspiring other people mm -hmm. is a, is the best way to find out if your work the work you're doing yourself is is it working or not because sometimes when we are in a healing process our own healing we can box ourselves and we don't see if there's any actual changes happening right 
But once we start using the same methods or same techniques which work for ourselves and we share it with other people, then we can see the transformation in them. And then we know, oh, okay, yes, I can see the transformation. It's it really helping. And actually, this is how I was healed too. So we can appreciate the whole process. So for me, same way, it started for myself. It was all about me. And, uh, and I want to emphasize on that. A, a lot of people, a lot of people that come and they say, but it's gonna take a lot of time and it'll take time away from my loved ones or from my work. And, and I don't know if I'm ready for that, but mostly it is the ego talking. Ego doesn't wanna go in the process. Right. So they're like, oh, it sounds selfish. And I'm like, no, this is not selfish. <laughs> this is actually good. You're doing it for yourself. If you don't heal yourself, you cannot help other people. So this is not being selfish, you know? So I started my work uh, with myself uh, through plant medicine and through working with the mentor. And what that showed me was not only a great bond with my own inner vessel, my own inner child, uh, which brought me a lot of happiness and joy in just simple things. I That made me realize that the happiness and joy, I have always read about it and heard about it from other people that it's not outside. Mm -hmm. But I never really got it from inside. So once mm -hmm. I did this work, I found out, oh yeah, that is true. You know, In order <laughs> to be happy, that five-year-old Fessel or that 10-year-old or 20-year-old he doesn't need a big car or another, you know, big house or, or a lot of money. Actually, what he needs is that ice cream or the little <laughs> dinky car toy, you know, those things. That's what he needs. Or maybe that or just a cuddle with the wife or with another human. That's all he needed. So that this is how my own life st uh, started changing. I started seeing subtle changes. Mm. And uh, and again, I wanted to emphasize this too, is this work is deep. This is hard work. This is long work. It takes time, but the most profound and most rewarding work you will ever do. So mm. it takes time. People, you know, they have, they have expectations. I had expectation too. Actually, it's a true story. When I started working with my inner child, I was like, yeah, man, this is cool. I would do exercises with my mentor. I'm like, yeah, I'm healing, I'm healed. And then I'll go back to my mentor and he will, you know, go dig deep a little bit. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even start yet, you know. <laughs> and he said, this is a lifelong process. And again, being me, being my ego, I started working with the plant medicine. And after like a couple of years, I'm like, yeah, now I know a lot of stuff. I have healed myself and I have done 50 ceremonies, you know, I'm healed, I'm good. And then I'll go back into the next ceremony and the medicine will come and kick my ass again. It's like, no, no, you haven't solved this side yet. You know, you just <laughs> scraped the surface, scratched the surface. So I'm like, okay. So that is still going on after 10 years, actually, you know? Um, so how did it transform in a bigger way is when I started seeing big, uh, transformation in my relationships with my wife, with my daughters, just by working with my own inner child, I was able yeah. to drop myself at their level 
when they were like seven year old, 10 year old, mm -hmm. I was able to bring that father, the big guy who thought mm -hmm. he knows everything because he's a dad or he's a father. I was able to connect with that little five year old Fessel in when I was with my daughters, when I was going to the mm -hmm. playground or when I was having a, uh, a talk with one of the daughters, I would actually imagine him and I'll bring, I'll bring him with me and I'll ask him, okay, so how should I talk to my daughter? You know, what should we do? And of course, once you are with the child, they talk mm -hmm. differently. You know, they don't have that agenda a father will have, mm -hmm. you know. So I was able to have conversations by getting rid of my fatherly mind. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing. Sometimes you need that fatherly mind, you know, to press mm -hmm. an issue or, or, you know, to make your kids safer in some situations or teach them something. But there were some situations where I did not have to be a father, but I did not know how not to be a father. Right. And that's when inner child work came in and I'll bring the fessel in. I'm like, okay, so how do we play, man? What do we do? And then he will say something. Okay, let's do this. Let's go to the slide and let's just let me play. And I'll get out of my own way and he will show up and I'll play. Nice. And that created such a strong bond, you know, without any fear because my daughters started seeing me as another human being, as their friend, also having respect as a father, but also having a friend in me. Mm -hmm. So the relationships became transparent, uh, very open, honest, without any fear. Like they, they did not have a fear that, okay, if we say something or express ourselves, our father will say this or, you know, um, or, or put a curfew on us or things like that. We never had that. And same thing with my wife. Working with my inner child, I was able to see uh, in her, her inner child. She also did her own inner child work. So mm -hmm. we both were able to see those two little inner childs, <laughs> inner children, which had traumas. And these two adults were talking or fighting or arguing because those two little ones, they never got hurt. So through this inner child work, you know, we were able to talk to each other at that level. Getting rid of all the adult ego and all that crap and actually seeing each other at that level as kids and finding out what does she actually want in her life? What makes her happy? And she started seeing what Fessel needs, what mm -hmm. makes me happiness. And normally, again, these are little things. This right. is like, I need more time alone. Okay. She probably, she might need some more appreciation, mm -hmm. you know? So, so things like that, we started finding things like right. that out in each and every relationship and then going outside the house, uh, with my um, clients, with my people who help me, the workers, I started seeing their inner children in them mm -hmm. because I became that, like I had that mentality by then mm -hmm. that, okay, if this person is acting weird or they're not listening to me, what is actually going on? So instead of coming as a boss, I came as a child and, and actually see what's happening in their life. How can I connect with them, uh, not talking about the issue, but 
actually talking about what's happening in their own life mm. and that changed everything you know i i totally. started having more compassion and people started understanding me they saw me uh, started seeing me someone who actually is taking interest in their lives you know and that just it it just keeps amaze amazing <laughs> me like how how simple it is and that is just working with the inner child just making that connection you know mm. and many years ago you know i was very conscious about myself because of my upbringing and what happened to me i was always like how do i look how do i say things i wasn't sure if i'm am i doing the right thing am i saying the right thing um my job was to make everybody happy in a party so i was the joker of the party because that gave me some attention so i started seeing that that was why i was doing that stuff and i don't need to do that kind of stuff you know what makes me happy is small things so mm-hmm. that let go of a lot of pressure so i started living for myself and not for people so that was a big change <laughs> i love that let's just breathe into that i think that's that's a great kind of summary living for yourself and not for other people and uh, you know i really so relate to what you were sharing especially you know relating differently to people because relating to their child because what happens is when somebody is in their inner child and and that makes us triggered then we regress back to the inner so it's like the two children are having a fight you know and and what you what you just described that's exactly was my experience that once you start doing this work you know even though you might have a slight trigger you are able to recognize what's going on and not not go back to that chance and react from there but but stay you know present and respond you know with that awareness that hey this person is in their child self right now acting out and you know what can i do to to make them feel better so they calm down and relax and we can have a good conversation or whatever is going on right so while in the past i would be just super triggered and i would just react you know from my child self and then it would be conflict and you know just like things getting out of control so yeah that's that's definitely you know and 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 that compassion and that presence like i i feel that and and just to say to people you know that when we are saying that this is a lifelong process uh, i don't want to scare people away to say that hey I'm, i i better not start it because it's never going to end but i think that's definitely it gets easier i think you know like in a way that the more awareness y- you have and and of course you have experienced that this is good for you this is beneficial you feel better other people feel better around you and you know in relation to you so this is something that you benefit from and have tangible you know like outcomes and and good things that come out of it Uh, and also you know once you work through that initial separation and that trauma it does get a little bit easier i think that 
and we don't have such a big resistance. You know, I think that the, the big resistance is at the beginning for people because they push this aspect away for a long time. So now to reconnect and to look into it and acknowledge it, that can be quite shocking experience or challenging, you know, at the beginning. But once you are kind of more familiar with that aspect and you, you're creating this relationship, is, 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 I feel it that it gets softer and easier, even though there is new layers of learning and, and experiencing and integrating. But it, it, it's not so shocking and jarring, you know, than at the beginning of, of people that, okay, I didn't even know that I have this part of me. And now it's like big reveal, you know, I'm not really happy what I see. And, and as you said, like, we want to instinctually go away from the discomfort. So the, the, we have aspects and the ego and other aspects that doesn't want to go towards there and doesn't want to integrate and doesn't want to deal with this whole thing because it's uncomfortable. So, you know, um, we need to make that commitment and that conscious effort at the beginning. And I think, you know, especially at the beginning, if, if people, if they are aware that they have trauma, like, you know, like severe trauma, like sexual abuse or something like that, I, I would say that, you know, the best asset for those people is somebody to guide them through, you know, the beginning of the project. Like, I definitely, I, I don't think, well, I think that everything is possible, you know, so it's possible to do it on your own, but I mean, it, it's just like no point, you know, like it would be so much longer, so much more difficult, and most people are not equipped, you know, as we talked about, we come up with this, these tools and with this imagery to, to help people. Most people are not equipped, you know, to, to do reparenting and to bring in psychological knowledge and different healing tools and, and to kind of operate on themselves while they are in the experience, you know, like that, that, that requires, you know, high level of expertise and awareness, I think. And so for, for those people who are out there and, and considering maybe, you know, stepping on this path, just, you know, get a good healer, a therapist, a guide, you know, who you trust, who you resonate with. Uh, we're going to include, you know, here all of our availabilities and, and, you know, the link to the Arbol Method and everything. And, and get help and support because it is not an easy work to do so. And you don't have to do it alone. You know, there is plenty of people who've been through it and, you know, who have a little bit more maybe resources or understanding that are happy to support you and hold space and create space for you and, and, and guide you, you know, at the beginning until you get the hang of it, you know, and you learn certain things and then you can just, you know, include this in, in your life, so to say, you know, it doesn't have to be something that I'm going to a therapy session now and that's the time, you know, to deal with this, but it becomes something that is, is going to be really part of your life. So I think, you know, that, that I wanted to emphasize, you know, that, that support is very important and very beneficial, you know, because the, these are, you know, intense experiences and, and people, I, I, I find that sometimes people who kind of dip into it and then they're like, oh, no, too much and just better, better not go there, you know, I'm, I'm too scared, I'm too uncomfortable. So 
people are likely to give up sometimes this this work because they feel that oh I can't do this and and sometimes it is true that we can't do it alone because that child can't do it that five-year-old child really can't do it you know it needs you know other support that that um, that is always available so and that's why we are you know having this conversation to raise awareness around this um, Anything else that, that you want to like put out there right now, you know, as like message to people that, that is like, you know, resonating with you in that mm -hmm. moment? Well, something that, to add to what you just said, and it's very, very important, you know, uh, a lot of us, I, including myself, it's it's weird that how we have been programmed all the humans like if we have a problem let's say with um, with my wife you know the natural tendency is to go to a couple of guys and go to a bar and and <laughs> just complain and be in a victim mode you know wine with the boys having the wine glass in hand you know we all do that ladies do the same thing and we think that is going to solve the problem. And we spend money on that to going to the bar or drinks or whatever it is, you know. And when it comes to our actual healing, you know, at a psychological level, we start saying, oh, no, no, this is too much. I don't want to see a shrink. It's going to cost me a lot. So, no, no, I'm fine. So a lot of times I don't understand, like, people cannot see that. What is helping you actually going to the bar or going to a party and whining with your friends for 30 years and still not get any answer or stay at the same place or going to someone who can get you out, you know, with some work forever and you feel good forever, be happy and joyful. Like you don't see that. But again, the thing is, this is how we are programmed. Our ego's number one job is to keep us safe. So ego knows if I go see a psychologist or if I do a plant medicine ceremony, there are some dangers. I'm going to see something, the stuff I haven't seen for many, many years. So let's not go there. It's a good idea just to go and have a drink with the boys or the girls. So now this process is, is kind of lifelong and, and I didn't mean to scare people. <laughs> what that means is actually there's a beauty in it. The reason I say is this is a process like self-exploration is a process where every time you explore a little bit, there is more understanding. There's a deeper understanding and it becomes easier. It's like swimming. You know, in the beginning, you're, you're probably going to drown. Like if you're not working with someone, right? Or, or some, one of your friends <laughs> is not helping you, you're going to freaking die or drown. In the yeah. beginning, you can probably go for like two minutes swim. And then after <laughs> practice, you know, you can go for two miles but it never ends. In order to keep good at it, you still need to practice and you still need to go for another mile or whatever. You know, you still need to keep practicing. Same thing is this work. And also, talking about swimming, if you swim a lot, it becomes more easier. You can go into the ocean way farther than just the beach and you can see more good stuff. You can right. go in the deeper end and it becomes more exciting and there is a little bit of excitement that if i do more practice i can maybe go even deeper and i can find more things 
So same thing with this work is plant medicine work and, and uh, work with psychology is the more you do it, the more fun it brings. Of course, at, at times you, you know, you open up another can of worms too, but there's excitement. There's like, yes, I'm going to find something else now. So there's a little fire all the time. My belief <laughs> is if this work finishes, let's say in, in one year and you're done, then what you're going to do? There's no excitement left. You probably right. go back into the same habit. So it's good to have a good <laughs> habit of exploration. Yeah. I was recently in Canada. I just went back for a vacation. And uh, I was going through some, you know, first of all, it was change, country, the energy, and the whole situation. And, and I had some questions coming up about existence and things like that. So you see, when you work uh, in this field, the bigger questions they start coming up so my questions were now like the existence the non-existential crisis and things like that so i'm having that and uh, <laughs> one of my original mentors amazing guy the, he's the one i started my work with so i i was lucky enough to have a meeting with him like okay so have you ever had this thing you know sometimes you cannot talk to everyone about these things like existential crisis and, and big questions, who am I and what I'm doing and where I'm going, blah, blah, blah. So you cannot because people don't understand. So I asked him reluctantly, do you know this existential crisis? Like, yeah, I know. I was in it in like three, four months ago. And he's like 60 something and, mm -hmm. and way more evolved, like amazing. <laughs> so so I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> how come? It's like that never ends. Like every time you evolve, every time you come to a stage and you think that, oh, now I know, it also brings a deeper question. Mm -hmm. And that is universe's way of keep your exploration going, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I would say that you're always learning. Even a teacher is always learning. So he's like, yes, I was in the crisis and it happens. Every few years, it will happen. And, and he said himself, like, I was in there for two months. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, if a person like him can be in there, so I'm, who am I? <laughs> right? and, then he, and then I'm like, okay, so how do I get out of it? And what do we do? Da, da, da. So we had a long chat. But um, the, the point saying this is like this work, you know, keeps going, but it becomes beautiful view. You have a better understanding of life, about universe, about relationship, about yourself. Way better, in in my opinion, than crying with the boys over drinks or with the girls and keeping in the same situation for 40 years, doing a nine-to-five job and never be happy. So I'd rather be doing this work, uh, inspiring other people, inspiring myself, helping myself, helping other people. I rather do this because I see this work brings happiness mm. and joy. And also, uh, my mentor told me, he said, um, you need to have a mentor, at least one mentor, who you can go to. It could be a guru, it could be a deity, or it could be a psychologist, or... It could be integration coach, whoever it is, you need to have one because our egos become stronger and stronger and we start thinking I'm evolved, I don't need anyone, I'm, I know enough.
and sometimes we feel shameful too i don't want to talk about these things that will make me feel better people feel me that will make me feel weaker people will think that i'm weak i here i come as a facilitator and i also have these kind of questions what do people think but it's a good thing that means i am evolving actually and for that evolution i need to have a master with me so if you're watching this get a mentor whoever it is could be nina it could be me it could be thousands of other people out there but have someone you know you cannot get out of the rut you are in by yourself i mean it is possible but it will take you a lot of time a lot of effort um so it's better to have someone who can hold you and it doesn't have to be like a guru guru um or the most expensive person in the planet all it needs is someone who has walked this path and who is just a few steps ahead of you that's all it takes absolutely right? so have someone in your life <laughs> that inspire you that would be yes. my message yes yes thank you for that and i'm really appreciating you know this conversation because i feel that this is even more difficult to for men in general like women are more likely to be vulnerable and share things and talk about their stuff you know just in general while men more conditioned to be that strong you know like in control and 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 a lot of men you know see vulnerability as a weakness you know they perceive it that that's something weak so therefore i don't want to be be weak. and it, and it's like quite the opposite you know i think we can agree that vulnerability is not weak it is the strength you know really to to be vulnerable and you know what you mentioned that this continuous exploration you know that that becomes like a very important part of your life leads to this expansion because what we are talking about we are integrating these aspects to to the whole self so you know at the beginning we have quite a limited kind of perspective and where we operate from so the more we explore ourselves you know and the world and 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 connect to other aspects of ourselves and integrate that the more we expand and therefore or experience of life becomes more full you know in every possible way as you said more joyful more vivid more present more you know all of these things because we are bigger you know we are growing literally we are expanding ourselves and then we are exploring experiencing and expanding and then so on and so forth and i think you know once people go through these cycles a couple of times you know that resistance really goes away and and we always laugh with with my friends we say we love our triggers because i know that this difficulty that i'm facing now is bringing me to that next expansion you know i know that from experience so so i don't really have a lot of resistance now i'm i'm feeling more excited about it and more like yay bring it on you know as you said this is is become something that is you know quite joyful and 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 we appreciate it and we embrace it you know instead of resisting and that's quite a different ball game so 
yeah i i hope that you know this this conversation had people inspired people to to start or to continue their journey you know with the inner child and integrating our different aspects so we're definitely going to continue talk about this topic because it's it's you know so much and so big and and maybe bring some some ex like uh, examples you know from 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 our practice you know for people to to really understand you know how is this working uh, right now i know that you are in costa rica in your center people can see your beautiful maloca where the, the the ceremonies are there right where you are sitting right now so thank you for mm -hmm. sharing this energy with us and do you want to say a few words about you know the next couple of months and what are your offerings and programs that are you know if people are interested to join <coughs> Yes, thank you. Um, yes, we have on our website uh, scheduled for next couple of months, different ceremonies happening. And we are not just about plant medicine. Uh, we have a really good team here. We work with uh, not just the master plant medicine, but also with Wepe, with Cambo, which is a beautiful medicine for cleansing, uh, physical, mental, and spiritual energies. We also do breath work. We also do meditations. We also do yoga. So there are many, many different things we do. Uh, so you don't need to come here and we're gonna sh shove down, uh, you know, the plant medicine. No, <laughs> we will. We will entertain you with whatever you need. We have healthy eating here, healthy meals, you know, and sometimes, you know what, I'm gonna change the screen so you can see the where we are at. <laughs> so sometimes yes. just being in a space nature. like, <laughs> na yeah, nature, thank you. Nature, a jungle setting, where we are is we are, you know, reserve, preserving uh the mountains the trees and everything and that's what our main agenda is so we have cabins here you can just come here and sometimes people just want to come and stay for a week have healthy food just contemplate mm -hmm. by themselves and that's all it takes it doesn't have to be plant medicine but again if you are into plant medicine we have uh retreats uh we also facilitate uh, very intimate one-to-one -one or small group ceremonies because not everybody wants to be in a group, especially newcomers. So we specialize in those ceremonies. So here we are from outside. Right. There it is. <laughs> yeah, so this is so in a nutshell. Beautiful. And then we have, of course, cabins and whatnot. But at the end, I want to say is, first of all, thank you very much for listening <laughs> to us. And thank you, Nina, sister, for for giving me time um, to express myself. <laughs> At the end, all I would say is the biggest thing, you know, the biggest step you can take in your life and be in control of your own life is do something about it, you know, whatever it is. If it is plant medicine, go do it. If it is uh, connecting with a mentor, with a psychologist, with with someone who can raise your vibration, do it. Do not wait. You know, I waited for a long time, and many of us we do, and sometimes it is too late. You know, you want to be happy. This is the time. Do not wait for and think that maybe I can work really hard nine to five for another five years, and then I will work on my 
you know, on myself. <laughs> Most of the times it is too late. Our physicality is not there. Our physical bodies are not there. Our We're mentally so messed up that it will take a long time to be yeah. healed. So do it now. And then you will know that how easy it is to be happy. You do not need to work from nine for nine to five. Sometimes we are stuck in, in relationships for decades, hoping that maybe you know maybe next year i'll talk to her or him honestly and share my stuff and things will get better but that never happens you know we keep doing it we keep doing it so do something mm -hmm. about it that's the only way there is no <laughs> magic pill if somebody is saying <laughs> that you can have um you know, one meeting and they will do some kind of magic or whatnot and your life will change. No, <laughs> trust me, <laughs> Nina and I, we both know. Yeah. Right, sister? It doesn't work that way, right? Yeah, I wish, you know, we would have the magic pill. But yeah, I, to I completely agree. Like, don't wait any longer. The time no. is now. Get you off know? of your ass and do something about it. Exactly, you set go. yourself free and yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can receive all this good there new you know. podcast and find us on Clubhouse and yeah, connect with Fessel uh, Ruhani Wellness Center with Cent Center C E N T R E, right? You got it, yeah. Uh, dot com and the arbol method dot com or what was yeah, that? Yeah, the arbol method dot com too. The so, arbol yeah, method so two websites, com. yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back and I'm super excited about actually we are launching a training next year, next April 2022 about uh, ayahuasca assisted therapy facilitator training. So this is for people who are interested to to support people in their preparation and integration work, you know, with this particular medicine. So this is not a training for ceremonial space holders or to serve the medicine, but this is a training to facilitate the prep and the integration, what we were talking about today. So that's super exciting. We're gonna uh, put the link in the description as well. So check that out. And if you feel called to serve this way, we, we all share today like how, you know, stepping into service is big part of the healing and the journey, you know? So if you are there and if you feel called to it, like check out this offering. And uh, yeah, and uh, please leave us or co your comments and your questions and your, your thoughts and your ideas so we can, you know, gear the conversations towards what you are interested in. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you, brother, for making time for today and being here with me. I so appreciate you and we're going to be back soon. Thank you, sister. Appreciate that. And thank Lots you to love. you who is watching us. Thank you for giving <laughs> yes. us your time. Thank you. Till Absolutely. next time. Thank you. Till next time.